Good day, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Glad that you've decided to join us today. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Steven. So how's it going? I'm good. Glad to be here. I'm excited. We're going to be marriage counselors for a day. Yeah, I need to be deputized. There right? you go. I'm not official. <laughs> I, in fact, one of the things that people hear me say all the time is, you know, I don't have any titles or letters after my name or anything like that so so you remember in barney and andy yeah. and mayberry he would deputize gomer you know to go find the bad guys so i'm citizens arrest huh? i'm officially deputizing you as a marriage counselor we're going to do a marriage talk today okay. and anything marital any marital advice what you learned you're talking to young couples now, and I'm going to be talking to old couples in between the two of us. Do I need to give some disclaimer that by listeners listening, they're giving consent for whatever, or some disclaimer? <laughs> no, I don't know. Like no liability. If for... you need to do that, okay, you, know, yeah. you can disown anything. Listen at your own risk. There you okay? go. There's our disclaimer. <laughs> That's good. So I want to start with this statement because... Uh, it's funny because I confused my wife with it, but now we play with it, okay? And playing in marriage is really important. I, I This is my basic premise about marriage and starting marriage, and it goes like this. I'm a mess, and you're a mess, and we've got to figure this mess out. Mm. And I'll tell her, you're such a mess, and she'll say, but a good mess, <laughs> you know? And she'll say that back to me, you know? Because people are chaotic and mm. imperfect and we're like sinners and we're trying to be saints and right, we're on a journey of transformation and Well what I hear you saying and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, what I what I'm hearing you saying is trying to communicate that we are a mess, like present tense. Yes. Because I think what yes. ends up happening is, you know, on, on the wedding day, yeah. we might say that, oh, yeah, you're a mess, I'm a mess, and I'm going to clean you up. Oh, no. You know, that kind of a thing. I wouldn't say that on the wedding and day. No, no I'm, is... I'm not saying you would say that, but maybe Dawn would say that. No, but, uh, but one of these things where I think that might be in the back of the mind mm -hmm. is like we're not comfortable with the mess. Mm -hmm. And so we're constantly stressing ourselves out by saying, I got to fix you or you got to, I got to fix, you know, in the sense no, of. That's true. Of, no, that you bring up an interesting point. And not, I'm not saying that we don't, we don't strive for growth. We don't strive for right. deeper intimacy, but there is, a, there's something important about what you're saying here to recognize that, Hey, this side of heaven, there's always going to be a level of mess. Right. And can we, can we live with that? Not saying that we're pursuing adding to the mess or trying to make things worse but you right. know what I mean just no right we're playing we need language to play yeah okay we can't we have to use our language to bond and grow so if somebody says well he's got all these problems i'm going to fix him later well that didn't always go very well because no. people don't i've noticed that people don't change a lot they'll make some some minor changes on the way and then i guess if there's a crisis you can make a big change mm -hmm. but nobody likes to change right but but we have to be able to figure out a way to live together and go back and forth. And so it's kind of a tender thing to say, hey, you know, you're such a mess. Yeah, I'm a mess because before my Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner, right? I'm a mess, but I was chosen, right? Well, and, and my wife and I, we had even learned uh, back when everything blew up about my addiction and then recovery and we got back together. We even learned this surrounding how to talk about my recovery and my struggle and those types of things. And so uh, my wife would ask me, rather than saying, hey, did you look at porn today? You know, because such, <laughs> such abrasive and so right. you know, cutting. 
um, we decided to dub the word goofy. Okay. So she would say, hey, anything goofy happening lately? And oh, it was a much, I love that. It was still direct. Yes. Which we need to have direct communication. Right, about, right. But it was softer. Yes. And it was it was personal. We had our own little And code, you know so what speak. it meant. It was yeah. a code, right? You think goofy means. And we also agreed, and, this is something that we agreed together, was um, I was in full agreement that she was always um, welcome to ask that question anytime because I knew that she was coming from a place, not of fear and anger, yeah. but from a place of love. We want to grow. I want to see my, she was like, I want to see my man continue to grow in integrity. Wow. So then anytime I would hear that word, I wouldn't take it like, oh, I'm being attacked and I'm being shamed. It was like, hey, she's reaching out and loving me. That's fabulous. You know? And it gets past, right? Remember, we fear rejection. And if I come at you and say, did you pass or fail today? Which one is it? <laughs> Yeah. That rejection thinking can Shame hit. will come on. Right. And- but, but if you come in the sideway, underneath it, around it, and say goofy or messy, mm-hmm. right? We know what that means because we, yeah, we've communicated yes. all right? And it's playful and it's honest. And the thing about goofy is it's, it's wide open. You could go anywhere. If you say, did you do this today? And you, you could always fudge, well, no, not really, no, maybe yeah, a little become bit. become a legalist, I, got close. Right? I didn't exactly do yeah, that. Yeah, right? you yeah, you start. But if you say anything goofy, it means time to come clean. You got anything you want to say? Get off your chest. Hey, anything I should know, right? And it's the same thing with the whole idea of concept of being messes. Yeah. Some people really get offended. And some people go, why'd you call her a mess? You can't call her a mess. You can't. It's like, no, we play with our language too. Mm-hmm. Right, and and all we're doing is creating dialogue and banter. Yeah. So so I'm just saying that because really, when I see anybody, I think that wow, Andrew, you got messed up. And when I see a guy, I think I wonder how you got sexually messed up. <laughs> Everybody, I don't care. I don't care who you are. Yeah. I know you're a mess, and you got messed up sexually. Yeah. Because we're we're creation. We're not the creator. Mm-hmm. We're humanity. Right. And so it just takes the pressure off all of us. If we're all a mess, and some of us are waking up and getting on the journey of growth, and some of us are pretending, no, uh, look how nicely I'm packaged. I'm really not a mess. I packaged me pretty nice. I'm social and friendly, and I solve problems. I'm not a mess. Well, you're just lying. Yeah, you're not growing. You're not growing, and you're not being honest that I'm on a growth mission, and you're on a growth mission. We're, You know, it's funny how... Uh, this is an odd thought, but but you know, like the Beatles sang these songs back in the '60s, and they were innocent, sweet, silly. And then you see the old guys; they could never sing the same songs because they had gone on through life and had changed. Mm-hmm. Right? We can never we can never go back. And, and I don't know if I'm making this point very well. I'm sort of getting lost in my own head. I got caught up in the Beatles here. But <laughs> but the whole idea that, that we can play and we can be here right now and use our language here, but we'll use other language down over there and we'll be in a different place over there. And what we wanted and so you can't actually go back in some of this stuff because I go write one of those songs from the sixties. Well, the old guys Go, we don't even want to do a reunion. And, We're not going to get together and do that silly stuff. And you know what I would say? You go through seasons, too, like uh, like even this this issue of Goofy. 
that was very much a part of a season of that's some right. years early that's in our marriage. It. We don't communicate in the same way no, today. No, that's you know, right. So, and that's the maturity thing, right? But we used our language and it got us and we learned something. Then we built something else. And now we're way over here and, and your language has changed, right? Mm-hmm. But you're holding the bond. You're pursuing one another. You're using your language, right, in a much more mature way. Right, bond, but but the goal is bonding. This is marriage talk one one, and bonding and using language that helps us hold the union. Right. So, what does being close look like? That's the question. Because to him, in one of the episodes, Dad, we didn't hug, we didn't talk, we didn't, we worked, and then went to sleep. We worked, we ate, we slept. We were. What does being close look like? Mm-hmm. So it's just a question. What does close look like to you? What does close look like to me? What is what does she think closeness is? Yeah, and I think that's one of those things where it is good, like you're saying, to to understand the filter that that goes through with a husband and with a wife. Because, I mean, I've said it before. I say it in the even in the workshop. Sometimes it's like you know the every every sitcom that was ever made was based on the idea that men and women don't think the same way. Hmm. You know, oh, okay. and all the miscommunications that can yes. happen and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And I think that's why I love the fact that you've kind of said this is an open-ended question. What does close look like to you? Because I can make I can superimpose all of my assumptions onto my wife of what close should that's look right. like. And I can guarantee yeah. you more than half of them aren't even close <laughs> to what <laughs> what she's good. thinking close looks right. like. You know? No, what is the language? What's the position? When when do I feel, you know, what's the setting? Right, because we want to create that sense of closeness. And this is where some, you know, some tools that are helpful sometimes are things like, you know, the five love languages, some of that kind of stuff. So you can know yourself a little bit better in terms of like, how do I feel? What what happens in life where I feel like I'm close to somebody? You know what I mean? And what does that mean to me? And then how to communicate that to someone? You know? Yeah. Because that I would say is probably one of the big. Issues, especially maybe on the husband's side, mm-hmm. is even as he may have a, start to get kind of an idea of what closeness is for him, which I would say that a lot of men, be, you know, because so many men have like physical touch as their way that they feel close. A lot of guys will just say, oh, I feel close to my wife when we're having sex. And and if he explores that a little bit more, he might realize, no, there's actually more to it than that. There's There's aspects of closeness that can come out of other ways, and then he needs to learn how to communicate that. That's a really good thought because most guys will say being sexual, right? Mm-hmm. That's the most intimate, close, right? But but a woman might say, well, yeah, we had sex, but he didn't look at me, mm-hmm. he didn't talk to me, he didn't say my name. I'm not sure if he was having sex with me or my body, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. She needs different things, right? She needs you to fully engage her. Because some women will say to me, he's with me, but he's somewhere else in his head. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like, so you're the one that brought up the sex talk. I wasn't going to talk about sex, but the, but that's my two cents of what I hear from women that go, well, he was there, but I'm not sure he was really fully there. This is the Pure Sex Radio program. Oh, we, we have we to talk have, about sex we gotta every now and sex. then. Everybody's <laughs> sitting on the edge of their chair out there in class. Did you notice that? If Perk had sex, everybody kind of turned the volume up. Oh, yeah. what are the boys talking about now? Or turn the volume down. <laughs> Those sexual guys. <laughs> yeah. So what else in Marriage 101 here are we going to talk about? 
So the whole idea, we say this a lot about emotion versus logic. Mm-hmm. And, and look, we got to be logical people. We got to fix the plumbing when it breaks and we got to pay the bills and we got to time, you know, situations where we can get where we need to be and we got to make the car keep running and right. But the whole idea of most guys that do sexual stuff are under, under invested in relational emotional stuff right mm-hmm. right and so go on that mission and to see your wife also as a trainer if you will well what do you think about this thought my wife whoever is better emotionally is the trainer in the family yeah right because if you're the accountant then you do the books but if she's more relational emotional then she's the emotional relationship expert mm-hmm. follow her lead let her teach you we, we, this is going to sound funny. We train one another yeah. to live together. We don't know how to do it. We train each other how to live with each other. And the, the only thing that I would add to that, this isn't anything, this is more of like an enhancement to what you're saying, is I think it's important that we remember that we do that through a lens of empathy. You know, because what I think can happen, I mean, I've seen this happen even in my own marriage where, um, we love each other. We want the best for each other. We want a good relationship. And yet at the end of the day, we have very different expectations maybe of what that quote unquote, you know, pinnacle of a healthy relationship looks like. And so even as we're seeking then to try to train one another and help each other grow, we need to recognize that this isn't about some creating some kind of utopia that then we, when we quote-unquote arrive, we go, ah, we made it. Mm. I think there's an idea, of a sense of empathy that we need to recognize. We've got different, um, even this, this question about what does close look like to you? So we've got different ideas of what that is. Yeah. We've got different points of need in what our quote-unquote training is to be. Um, we've got, we're at different stages, even in our own personal faith development and all That's those kinds right. of things. And so I think as long as we're looking through that lens of empathy of how can I, I want to understand you, I want to care mm. for you in a way that's good for you, and then we can kind of bring our our training, so to speak, on top of that. Does that make sense? Yes. So let me re- go back. I'm a mess and you're a mess. We got to live together, and we have to train each other on how to live together. Mm, yeah. Because I don't know how to live with a wife. And, and with that, what you're talking about is... Let's actually accentuate each other's strengths. Yes. And not try to make each other identical. No, no. But in, even our weaknesses, marriage is, there's a line, marriage is where you finish growing up. Yeah. Because your wife is going to show you your weakness. And you got to decide, you're going to grow or you're going to fight that weakness. Right? And we're training each other to become more Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Right? We're all in training for the rest of our lives. Um. So some guy said, hey, I'm not a dog. I don't need a trainer. And I thought, I just step back and relax. Because it's like you didn't even understand the principle that why do you go to school? Why do you get experts? Why do we read our Bibles? Right. We're all in training. Yeah. We're all, we start as a mess, and we're in a transformation process the rest of our lives. And I think what's important to hear here for all of us, husbands and wives, is... This means we have to embrace humility, right? Mm. 
because so I'm making all this empathy. You're the you're over here humility. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making a list. Using my emotional words. This is Jonathan's uh, list. I'm giving you the rules, and Jonathan's what has to go kind of go underneath it to make yeah, it work. Because if you think about it, in order for me to accept what my wife is trying to pour into me related to maybe emotional maturity or yeah. how to how to communicate well, um, I have to humble myself. And recognize, hey, she's way better than that. She, she I, I, I need oh. to learn from her yeah. how to do that. Like, well, I'll give you an example. Um, one of the things that my wife is phenomenal about is is being present mm. with people. Like, she is with it's you. It's true. It's true. Yeah, you know her. Yes, I mean, yes, yes. It's like she's when right you're around her, your she's story. with you. You are so important. You, she's so. She brought all of herself. And I come right. next to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. And so what what I have to do is I have to recognize, okay, if we're going to be have a close, healthy relationship, I gotta learn from her. I've gotta That's be trained right. by her. What is yeah. it like to actually be present with people, be with them? Yeah. And I'm really not that good at it. Yeah. But she it's funny, she said she isn't she training you as you watch, as you listen, as you She sent me a text this morning because some of this was coming up even recently and she says hey i appreciate you. your baby stepping you're getting there and i was like yes you know so. <laughs> that is too good good and job think, elaine and i think that's part of it too is as we see growth let's celebrate it amen that's right because i think sometimes it's so easy for us to pick out the things that aren't going well right the areas so that aren't it, growing encourage i'm writing that down because yeah. that's the other thing <laughs> Empathy, humility, encouragement. So number four is, what what do you do when you get your feelings hurt? What do you want? How do you act? Mm. Because I can turn all moody and get all messed up for a few hours. My I, wife can be missed, can be done in five minutes. Oh, it's over. I'm done. I can be moody for three hours, and I come back, and she goes, what are you talking about? I let that go two hours and 55 minutes ago, and I thought, man, I wasted a lot of time. Exactly. Why yeah. am I over here, right? And, but there's a second part to it, and I think when I get moody, I want somebody to come check on me. Mm. And if you were trained to be that kind of person, you know to do it. Hey, what's going on? I can see you're upset. I remember, the rule is pull together. Find your spouse Pull them in. When somebody's struggling, get in their space. Be present with them. Pull in. Bring all of you to all of them, right? That's the rule. Yeah. And if you were trained in that model, you go, hey, maybe you need some private time. I'll just leave you alone. And for six hours, I'll leave you alone. Yeah. Wife. You know, you're out there thrashing. Was anybody going to come check on me? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think I'm more of the, uh, you know, I'll get passive aggressive. You know, I'll, I'll uh, retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Elaine. Elaine is more. Um, she will. She goes into herself as well, but she will. She's like the, you know, she'll go into herself almost like she'll go to her her doghouse, so to speak, and then but she'll come out and and yip, you know, every now and then. And then you'll and, know that's a cue or a signal or something. Oh yeah. Oh, I'll know. <laughs> that is, I'm cueing you in to, exactly. to engage or something. And, and so in some ways, we're similar in the sense that we, we typically retreat. Mm -hmm. um, but I think one of the things that this is, this is about marriage 
skills, tips, right? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we have even expressed to one another in recent years is, and we're about to hit, hit 24 years of marriage, is that we're like, praise God that things don't linger like mm. they used to. Oh. You know, you could get triggered and you have yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I think that means that both of us have learned, we've personally grown and in terms of like, how am I going to respond just to when I'm up, when I'm offended, when I'm hurt or whatever, mm -hmm. how am I going to respond to that? But we've also grown in our relationship to be able to go. I mean, I can't in recent years, I can't think of anything that actually went a 24 hour cycle. You know what I mean? Yeah. As you've gotten older, right? That may have been true yeah. earlier. Oh, it could have gone days but, earlier. But as you, know. you get older and smarter and you realize. And some of the time too is when we realize <clears throat> uh, we don't know how many Christmases we have left. Like you, yes. you, time gets shorter and shorter. The older yeah. you get, you realize, yeah, there's there's an end to this life. And, and what am I doing to invest well in the relationships that I have? And Yes. So so we're gonna we're a mess and we're going to make a mess and we have to figure out how long each person needs to to sort through their stuff and then we have to pull back together to hold the union right mm -hmm. and clean it up and and so we draw together we pull apart we draw together we pull apart we draw together intimacy is is uh, occurs because we pull back together yeah. we had our differences we made a mess and then we pull back together that's laying a foundation a structure a bond of security and intimacy. And I will say this as a sidebar, I think that's one of the reasons there's there's probably there's plenty of deeper reasons for this, but I think it's one of the reasons that God actually established marriage as a covenant. Mm. Cuz guess what? If we were going to base our relationship on in marriage on how are we doing today? Yeah. Guess what? You're going to be all over the map in terms of like, okay, we're we're going to high, we're, we're medium, gonna, low. We're going to bail. We're going to bail today and never see each other again. And the next day, it's like, oh, we're in love and it's happy ever after. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like all of the ebb and flow of that building of oneness yeah. has to be within some kind of structure that is safe in the sense of like, you know, when when my wife and I got back together after re my recovery and everything. One of the things that we established was we said, we did recognize, hey, we're a mess. This doesn't mean, you know, just because God did this phenomenal restoration, it doesn't mean we don't, mm. we're, we're done with strife and difficulty and conflict and all that. But one of the things, you know, that we, we established is kind of like fair fighting rules. And one of the basic bottom line rules was, hey, no matter how bad a conversation or argument gets, Neither one of us mentions divorce. It never is allowed to come up mm. in our conversation. So it's like we established, hey, there are parameters here that we're going to work inside of. Yeah, that's good. That all of the good, the bad, and the ugly right. is going to happen within this. And there's no getting out of this <laughs> apart from death. You, have, you know what I mean? We have so, to work it out. Exactly. Have, that's, that's good. And that's actually Didn't, a good don't thing. Don't the wrestlers have a cage where they <laughs> drop the cage and you're in and no one's out? That's right. Oh, yeah. but in that one, only one gets out, right? Yeah. <laughs> but in your story, we, we go in together and we come out together. That's, that's right. good. I like the way you wrestle. Yeah. So I have this thought down here. If you're too logical, too detached, if your emotional system is not working, you can't play, you can't be silly, you can't have fun, you can't laugh. And and those are the, the good parts, right? To be creative, to have an adventure, to laugh, to make a mistake, and to clean it up together and to to 
to be so vulnerable to each other, but to not fear the other person will use it, right? Mm -hmm. and so, but we're because we're trying to all trying to figure out life. And I think it, I think it's important on this particular point to to recognize that you know we are talking about processes here, right? Yes. And what immediately popped into my mind is all of our listeners out there who might be currently in a crisis in their relationship or may have. Issues from their past that have yet been dealt with in terms of mm. abuse and trauma and some of those kind of things. And so immediately even saying things like laugh and have fun, and yes. it almost triggers this idea of that can't even be in my mind right now because we are so far away from mm. that. Everything seems like it's crushing me and killing me. And so I do think there are stages that we're talking about here. And if you're out there and you're one of the listeners that's going, we're in a crisis right. and it, don't either just discount what we're saying about fun and laughter and those kind of things. But at the same time, we recognize there's a the process in terms of healing and getting to places where some of the things around language and, and how you banter can sort of be renewed and there can be an innocence to them That's again. That's right. And with God, all things are possible, right? So I just want to encourage that healing, there's th yeah. that, that all of us at different seasons have particular baby steps that we need to take. But the point is, keep stepping. Yes. Right? Don't get stuck. Don't stop pursuing growing in your marriage. If you don't hear anything, hear baby steps. Just take baby steps. Move towards. Help each other. Work like a team. and Baby steps. So the one thing that, you know, and, and I try to help logical people that are less emotionally trained have ideas. Because they'll say, well, just tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Right? Just... I'll try it. I'll try. It. Just tell me what to do. I don't want to hurt my wife or lose my marriage, or right. And so, so we give general framework, and then you have to kind of make it fit the best you can. But, but I think everybody wants to be pursued. So, so go find your wife, and go grab her, and just speak value and worth over her, just randomly. Just go grab her and tell her she's the most wonderful thing in your life. That she's a blessing. That she's a good thing. Just go find her. Get in her space. Even like as kids, we pull the girl's pigtail because we want them to see us. And they go, oh, you're so annoying. But they want to be found and picked. Even if we annoy them, they would rather be picked <laughs> and annoyed than neglected. So it's okay to irritate them. They go, oh, God, you're so goofy. But you're picking me. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So even if you're clumsy, find them, grab them, pull them in. Play with them, mess with them, laugh with them, right? Create a space of bonding and connecting and intimacy because damaged people, wounded people, logical people, they don't know that. Mm. They don't know the joy of that place either. And if what Stephen has just said to you brings a complete sense of terror or fear or whatever else, then then I would say tap into what that is so that you can begin working on it. Yeah. Uh, maybe you need a season where you're going to be exploring that with a counselor, or maybe you need a season where you need to get in, you know, wives, maybe you need to get a few ladies around you for certain areas of healing and growth. And that men, maybe you need some men around you that right. are going to say, let's talk about this fear that you have yeah. about intimacy with your wife and, yeah. um, and, and do the personal work mm. that needs, that can get you to this place where you go, I, I can be bold and I can now make these moves because um, 
again, it's all in baby steps, right? Mm. Maybe maybe the first move isn't that you're going to be able to do all of these things in one day. And like, I'm going to go, we're going to, I'm going to go grab her and pull her in. We're going to have fun and we're going to do a picnic and then I'm going to bring roses. And then I'm going to, you know, it's like, okay, settle down, you know, breathe into a paper sack mm. and think of one thing. Like what's one thing that you could do today that is about pursuit? Mm, that's good. You know what I mean? Just yes. think of one thing. Don't try to think of 50 things. No. What's one thing that you could do that you know would communicate to your spouse, I'm for you, I'm coming to you, you're the only one, I want you. you that's know? good. That's good. So I haven't said this in a while, so I want to close with this. We're training men, we're educating women, and we're growing marriages. And thank you for listening and being part of this mm-hmm. ministry. God bless you. Yes, thank you, listeners. We are always glad that you're here. And uh, if you'd like, again, more information or just to be able to get some more resources to help you in growing a good marriage, please reach out to us at puresexradio.com or at puresexradio on Twitter and social media. We're glad you've been here. We'll see you back here again next time. Take care. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.